Everything around seems very uncertain right now. Wouldn't you agree? Whether it's politics, our health, the economy, so many things seem to be just kind of out of whack right now. And we can't seem to know whether we're coming and going. It seems like in today's society, there's nothing that we could trust in and hang our hat on. Things are constantly changing and evolving and on the move. That was not a plug for evolution. But what's a Christian to do as we see the world seeming to be ablaze all around them? Is there any way that you can relate to this? Does this describe your experiences even right now or as of late? Well, you're in the right place. Lean back in your chair, take out your Bible, and let's take this time to stop and think about it. Hello? Hello, anybody home? I'm thinking, fly think. I'm thinking, I'm thinking. What were you thinking? I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. Didn't say anything now. Just think about it. You're listening to Stop and Think About It, a podcast for the Christian thinker. In a day when sound biblical preaching has been replaced by man-centered entertainment and the church has become increasingly anti-intellectual, this podcast will encourage believers to think biblically and theologically. So please join me as we get ready to stop and think about it. Greetings, friends and foes, saints and sinners. Welcome to another episode of the Stop and Think About It podcast, where today we're going to look at five categories that I recently heard from one Kevin Swanson of Generations Radio. What are those five categories, you asked? I'm so glad you're wondering. Well, here they are. Let me just pop them out one at a time. Political uncertainty, medical uncertainty, economic uncertainty international uncertainty, and it seems like we live in a very post-Christian philosophy in our culture. So, Glenn is here with me as always, our West Indian wordsmith. So, Glenn, we have these five areas. Which one do you want to hit first? Politics. Oh, your favorite. (laughs) It seems like that's all I'm in right now, every single day. Uh, It's waning a little bit. I'm getting fatigued, and that's saying something. Whoa. Okay. That is saying something. It seems to be like swirling all around us, whether we're looking for it or not looking for it. It just always seems to like that game pop a mole. It just seems to be popping up like every day all over the place, whether you're looking for it or not. It just seems to always come your direction. Now, now the old, the old adage is if you go on a date, you don't talk about religion or politics, but that's all there seem to be is right now. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I, I hear you. So, all right, politics. All right, let me let me throw one out. Um, how about this one? Impeachment due process. What due process? <laughs> what due process? All right. So, President Trump has left office. Um, many people feel that the election was rigged. Uh, others feel it wasn't rigged and then i guess maybe there's a middle group uh, maybe that waxes and wanes either which way but he is technically now uh just a civilian he's not a politician at the moment he's not in office and it seems that there was a large group of people that have the majority um in the house and now in the senate that they don't like this guy And so from the moment he took office until the moment he left office and even afterwards, 
They want to crush this guy no matter what. I have, to, I have to disagree. Before he went to office. Well, all right. I'll give you that. Before, before he went to- People forget now, but before inauguration, they said, we're going to boycott. We're not going to go to the inauguration. They were staying out of the inauguration, and they were, they were going to pursue to see if it's possible not to get him elected. They also talked about delegates and uh, having the delegates removed. They threatened the delegates. They said, maybe it's possible for the delegates not to vote the way they had. They did the exact same thing that Trump did. Except there wasn't a riot. And can you can you name all the presidents that someone referred to instead of their name? They just use a number. Was there any other president that somebody said, well, you know, did anybody call Abraham Lincoln, uh, you know, uh, 16? All I, all I know is I this is a help to all the children in school to know that there have been 45 presidents. <laughs> you know, I, I see the positive in things. Right. But, you know, it's just it's interesting because some people didn't even want to say the man's name. I mean, he's a human being creating the image of God. You didn't have to like him. Orange um, man bad. <laughs> that's what it seems like the deal of the day was. And I mean, you can't even use his name as if, you know, the man is like is not a man. Um, But, you know, it seemed like there was a whole new set of rules. But we had in the Constitution. Um, which amendment speaks of due process? Is it five? I think it's five. I think it's number five, right? And just what is due process? Well, it's it's the idea that you can't just go and say, hey, that person is guilty. I don't like him. Let's arrest him. Let's put him in jail. It's the idea that you can be arrested. You can be brought to jail, but in order for you to be proven guilty or put on trial, there has to be a process by which, one, you have to be given the opportunity to defend yourself. There has to be witnesses. There has to be some kind of evidence, whether it's physical, whether it's a preponderance of evidence that says, hey, this person committed this. Now, the point is you can always accuse anyone of anything, you know, but. I have to have a chance in court to defend myself. I have to have an opportunity to have my side of the story told. And so due process is all those things that allow for a fair trial and a fair verdict. So it's not just a lot of people in political power say something and therefore, boom, it is it is gospel to use that phraseology. Yeah, and I think the Bible is very clear where two or three are gathered, that it has to be a p- multiple witnesses. It can't just be one person's word against another person's word. I think it's, 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 you can think back to Solomon, right? Who was considered the wisest man. And what was the example that they gave to show how wise Solomon was? There were two women, who one baby, was, one baby, and they both said it was her fault. That's one my baby. Yeah, it's my baby. It's my baby. It's my what he said or she said. She said. Was that right? the first my baby, my choice? Yes, yes, definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Well, one of them didn't have a choice, um, and basically Solomon said, oh, I, "I can't. I mean, there's no way to decide based on their words, right? You can't look at someone and say, well, he seems trustworthy. He doesn't seem nice trustworthy.' Nice catch. So what did he do? He said, "Okay, let's cut the baby in half." <laughs> Bring me the sword. Yes. And now the vindictive woman, the woman who really, really, that was not her child, said, sure, okay, that that sounds like a good compromise. The other woman said, no, 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 you know, let her have. (laughs) And, and, And that's kind of the way. So unless you have some kind of evidence, either way the person can incriminates themselves, you have a preponderance of evidence. Even even actually, to be honest with you, in in criminal law, it's not a preponderance of evidence. It has to be beyond a reasonable doubt. Yes. 
because the preponderance of evidence, like he were he was in the area, he looked like the guy, but that's not the criteria by which we determine. It's like he was wearing white socks. Yes, yeah, you know, it has to be beyond a reasonable doubt. And so, and I made this comment the last podcast is when people say the president isn't above the law, it doesn't mean that he's below it. Ooh, right? It doesn't mean oh. he's below it. Play it doesn't mean Sam. <laughs> you know, and so so due process. If if the president or the former president is not allowed due process, guess what? We don't have. Why would we have it? Exactly. And so, you know, was I the biggest fan of Obama and Clinton? No, but I I, I believe that they, they were should be allowed to have due process. And once again, we're not here to affirm or deny any particular party or politics. We have leanings. But I, I think it, it, it should matter about these kind of things. I think that's what, what we're talking about uncertainty is some people see it if depending on this, your side, their victory. This is a wonderful thing. But imagine if we went back and said, you know what? During the Benghazi incident, I think Obama didn't, didn't operate himself correctly. Let's impeach him. Yeah. You know what? Clinton got off on impeachment. We should we could try him again for lying. So let me throw this uh, over the plate for a minute. I think that we have some examples in scripture of people who didn't get due process in that respect. I think of Joseph. Um, He was just accused. Imagine if Potiphar's wife was a leader of our Me Too movement. If the woman said it, therefore. Okay. Whoa, 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 Phil. Phil, we got to stop there. We got to stop there. (laughs) How she got his jacket, though. (laughs) Right. Well, you jumped out there. He had no shirt on. He <laughs> ran out of there without a shirt. How did that happen? <laughs> well, she grabbed it. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> you know. But in, but in today's media, she was a lust monger. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Exactly. But I mean, you know, the mentality is: if a woman said it, therefore, you know, it's true. But she was a liar. She broke the ninth commandment. And Joseph could have been summarily uh, murdered. I, I, I want. I don't even want to stay there. Okay, when when Joseph had his brothers there, and he wanted to make an example of them, what did he do? He just started accusing them. He's like, "You stole it, right? <laughs> yeah. How did you? You know? He's like, bring the other brother. Like he it, it, he was doing it in a loving way. You know, he was kind of. It's a part of the story, but that's what happens when someone has that kind of power. It is. It seems nice when it's in your favor, but it's not nice when it's not in your favor. And, th- yeah. and that's all you want to say. So what, as a Christian, you're watching this, you're like, hey, what if they just decide, you know, churches, you know, we just don't like it. You know, they already consider uh, people in churches as being homophobic. Um, um, bigots. A- bigots. A- anti-transgender. Anti, you know, every anything you can imagine, right? Anti-fun. That's our biggest uh, insult. We're anti-fun. You know, so what I think I think a perfect example of this is and we're going to talk about it in a little bit is COVID. It's they made a point to target the church. The church is the super spreader, even though there's no evidence to show that we're, we're super spreader. That's yeah. where everything happens. Yeah. You know, yeah. especially if you sing. <laughs> well, I'm thinking of the like the ultimate example of lack of due process, which actually they had laws for this would be when Israel and the Romans put Jesus on trial and there was no, there were, the witnesses didn't agree. 
there wasn't two or three. They didn't have the same story. Um, they put an innocent man on trial and, and crucified a man who did nothing wrong. And I also think we need to do a recount in that vote with uh, him and Barabbas. <laughs> yeah, give us Barabbas, right? Yeah, there was some, there was some dead people up in there. There was some, uh, you know, some, 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 some wrong votes in there. And and, and, you know, and just as you're saying this, you know, like even when you bring up Barabbas, it just brings up the reality that you know there was political corruption then, and, and it's now. Like, like what has really changed? Yeah. The, right? It rained then. It rained now. It was political corruption then. We have it now. You know, there's there's majority rule. There's the one who has the biggest, you know, staff or you know the 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 big um, uh, political title, and and then if they sow it, if they say it, then then it should be so moved that and, and that, that was the mentality. And now I don't want to move back from Christ to some someone lesser, but even with the example of Paul, when he when they came and they were he they were like he's trying to destroy the city and they're going to attack him and they're about to to beat him and the security guard came and said this guy is causing trouble and they were about to and he's like well I'm a Roman citizen and then that kind of oh okay well oh, we got it we got to do something well, wait if he wasn't a Roman citizen it would have been okay to lynch him to beat him <laughs> to you know to accuse him of all these different things and it's like it's nothing new. Right, lack of due process. What would have happened to the scriptures, to the, the to the the historical reference that we have in the Bible, if Paul was not able to assert 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 his Roman rights, his citizenship? Yeah, and so Paul seemed to cowtail in that respect under the sovereignty of God, but to the political realities of his citizenship. But I he mean, could also have said it from the very beginning, you know. Sure, he could have. But he waited till the right time, I guess. <laughs> right before they're going to take him out. <laughs> oh yeah! Now, by the way, <laughs> now, now, now imagine me now. I get pulled over by the cops. You know, they're about to write me the ticket. And I said, uh, "I voted for Trump." <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to give you a hundred dollar ticket. Now it's four hundred. <laughs> Either you're going to get no ticket, or they're going to pound your car. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So so. But so, and think about it. This look at this. Um, and I don't want to. We don't want to spend too much time on this. But he's already out of office. What are you removing him from? Second of all, they had this big event about getting witnesses, and then they got no witnesses. And they literally said, "I heard it on TV. I heard it different places. We don't need witnesses because everybody saw it." Well, everybody didn't agree with the conclusion that you guys reached. Right, and so this would be kind of like the. Um, the word that we use would be hermeneutics, this, the art and science of biblical interpretation. So when somebody says something, their words now need to be interpreted. And so there was one group that interpreted his words in this way. But really, you got to get down to the, to the person who said it, right? And what was said. And so they figured, well, since this was said and this was the result, then these words made this happen. Um, right, right, right. And so would that be called a syllogism? Not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but it's definitely silly. <laughs> that, you know, uh, this person said X and then Y happened. Therefore, uh, X saying this is guilty of that. No, yeah, that, that's that's exactly how it works. Like it's, it's you're just drawing conclusions from assumptions and and. and which is not necessarily grounded in facts, but I, I would say that's 100% correct, but I also would just call it another word, okay? um, hypocrisy. 
Oh, yeah. And there's a theological word for that. It's called baloney. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Wow. Even, they had that back then? Wow. Okay. In second hesitations. <laughs> yeah. so, so let me ask you. What, that's, what that's, if, that's my worst favorite book. <laughs> so what about all these like ruling by executive orders? So so I look and anyone who knows me, I'm a big, big Trump, Trump guy, you know, um, not everything. But that was the one thing I didn't like. I, I don't like executive orders. Let get together, get a consensus, get some people together, get some votes, do some compromises. If we're not going to like it, and pass a law. So, I full, full disclosure: when Trump started passing executive orders, I was okay. You know why? Because he was reversing his predecessor, who I didn't like some of the things that he did. But guess what happened when I was when I was under Obama? I was losing my mind when he was passing these executive orders. I was. I was I was beside myself. I said, this is an overreach. When Trump started doing it, I was like, you know what? Yeah, you know, I kind of agree with these. But I still felt uncomfortable because I don't think that's what I want my president to do. If it's an emergency, amen. In the COVID crisis, okay, I understand we got to make some, some things. It's a, it's a military conflict. I think we got to do some executive orders. Something that's egregious but not necessarily need to be made into a law that can be a temporary fix, I'm with that. But I don't like it, and especially now I don't like it when, you know, the issue of the transgender in the military, which, you know, is, a, is, is kind of the same issue, I think, because Trump passed a, a executive order, not, and people got this completely wrong, I'm not an apologist, that not that transgender could not serve in the military, which I actually would have liked that, but that they can't ha- go into the military and then request a surgery for it, and then have the military pay for it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, I mean, you're joining the military, you know, you're not joining the Boy Scouts and then say you want to be in the Girl Scouts. No, but 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 forget about that. How can you serve actively when you're you just had a major surgery done to your body? You're you're inactive for mo- for a long period of time. Well, that's like the uh, the pest in the scriptures. I think David had all these people circumcised, and then they attacked them. Yes, and it was it was, it was a wrap. <laughs> It was a wrap. It was a wrap. So that is so, and so now, President Biden, our president, you know, who, who we 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 are going to pray for and support, just said, you know what, I'm rescinding that. Well, why? <laughs> why are you rescinding that? Why would you want to take taxpayer dollars to pay for someone's surgery that they can have outside of the military? Right. They didn't know before they went to the military they wanted to have the surgery done, and isn't it convenient that they're getting it done for free? And that that's it. Once again, we don't want to get off off track. Lack of due process, executive orders, which are basically imperial fiat. It's a president with his paper and his pen, which is which was kind of um, pushed by Obama when he said, "Look, I have a, my paper and I got my pen and I got my phone," and that's how we're we're supposed to rule. That's a dictatorship. That's a empire kind of running. And you know, I, once again, we're Christians can operate under any environment because God is our king, but. I could understand how some Christians would be a little uncertain and confused about that. Now, is the transgender in the military, is that under or connected to um, the Equality Act? No, like, no. I, I think it's a separate thing. It's a separate right. thing. So, because, because, because once again, it's, it's not saying they can't serve. It's saying we're not going to provide you with free medical services to transition yourself. Right, because the Equality Act is getting men to be able to 
um, compete in women's sports just by saying whoa, 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 Pacifel, I got look. I got. I don't know why I got to be the corrector right now. <laughs> they're they're considered women now. Okay, right. Okay, I just I didn't know if you knew that. You know. Con- considered but i mean if you have 20 to 25 years of testosterone building muscle mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden now you know like i think we referenced um in our podcast on egalitarianism and complementarianism mm-hmm. um with gender roles that i believe it was fallon fox who busted open the eye socket of i think her name was tamika and Newsom, and maybe messing her name up slightly, but uh, I mean, he busted her eye socket open, and she said that she's never been so hit, hit so hard in her entire life, even by another she, woman, right? She, yeah, she didn't say that. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it was just you know, it was a very unfair fight because I mean, he has all these years of testosterone building muscle mass. And then the world play, praises them for it. Like, what's going to happen to women's sports? I mean, just there, imagine. There, there is going to be no women's sports. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it's just, it, this is going to be a bloodbath. Because, you know, if you have five guys th- that now decide that they're females, now they're the five starters on the females basketball team. And let's say scouts come to a high school or to a college. Boom. They're getting the scholarships, I guess, right? Because they're scoring all the points because they can jump higher. They can drive harder. And, um, you know, I mean, there's just more power that they have. I don't want want to belabor this. I know we talked about this before in the sense that Serena Williams, hands down the greatest women's tennis player. There's no question. She's, She's just... Her her sister was very good, but I think Serena's technically more. She just was a better player. She could not. She would be number 17, 34, 50 in the men's. And it, it's a fact. Someone said this the other day, and everyone got into uproar, but it's so true. She couldn't. They're physically stronger. They're physically faster. It's not. It, could I beat her? No. <laughs> <laughs> could I could I stay five minutes on the court with her? No, but we're not talking about apples to apples. We're talking about physically things. If it's kind of like it's kind of like if 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 someone's six foot three or six foot five, two hundred and fifty pounds of muscle, they're gonna throw the football a little farther than me. It's just it's just it's just the, the way that it works. It has nothing to do with gender and putting down women or elevating men is just a fact of life. Just like as hard as he possibly can try. And this might get his ban. If you are not born biologically a woman, you cannot have a child. That There is, there is, there is no way around that. There is Ooh. no way around that. I just know I'm going to bring you to my phys ed class and teach you some tennis skills so you can play against... <laughs> so I'm going to wear me some padding. <laughs> I'm going to give you a bulletproof SWAT vest at the same time. Exactly, so exactly, exactly. All right, but, keep, but let's keep it moving. Let's keep moving. Have, have you heard about what's happening in Texas? It's a tragedy. We don't want to make light of that. But Oh, my goodness. So, But, but, but what's happening with the Green New Deal? Green New Deal, right? <laughs> uh, I, I think we have an ordeal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A new deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe we should start uh, that show. Let's make a deal because this deal is not working out. Wow. We have these wind turbines. Mm -hmm. They're supposed to be supplying energy to about 25% of Texas. 
So about a quarter of the energy comes from these turbines. And now it's snowed, which I don't know if it does it that often in Texas, but they're all frozen. And so what do they do? Do they get other wind turbines to like, you know, heat them up or what have you? No, they have to use fossil fuels. And that, not not like a regular gas, diesel. Diesel. <laughs> you can't get more fossil than diesel. <laughs> That's not good for the environment. <laughs> and and so they have to, um, you know, melt the snow on them to get them to kickstart again. And so if it's not working, and I'm going to use the phraseology on a small scale, even though it's 25%, it's in Texas, and I know it's in other states as well. But if it's not working on a small scale, I mean, come on, AOC, we all want to do this. <laughs> and then all well, of a I, sudden, I, but but here's the here's the major problem. So from what I understand, there's people who died because they didn't have heat in their homes. I mean, yeah, this yeah. resulted in the deaths of other people because of wanting to have this ivory tower pie in the sky, you know, and and, and thinking that the earth is mother nature. And so there's it's a worship of the earth, in my estimation, not that you know we we shouldn't use the the uh the natural gases and and the things of the earth we should we 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 subdue the earth we're we're in charge of the earth obviously god is in charge he's sovereign but you know he told us to subdue the earth we can use the things on the earth we can use the rocks and the dirt and everything else but you know i mean the fossil fuels he left for us to use and all now, of a sudden, now, he left them for us to use, and now all of a sudden, no, the wind he supplied is better than the fossil fuels he supplied. But he supplies them both. And what happens if the Lord says, "You know what? I'm not going to blow the wind today." <laughs> right, right, exactly. And 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 remember, it's not only wind; it's also solar. But guess what? When it's snowing, there's clouds, ain't no light. And what? If, yeah. And if the snow covers over the solar panels, you know, and there's there's not a lot of juice in there. We got a problem. It it, it 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 look. If you want to do it as an addendum, as an aid, you know, a, as a reduction, all for it. But I, and remember, I, and I could be wrong, but I, but my understanding of this is one like it wasn't that the grid in Texas went down. It wasn't that it went down. It was that they were anticipating it going down, and they had to shut it down to protect it. Well, guess what? If a quarter, 23% plus of your power consumption is from these things, it's going to force you to shut it down, the whole thing. And 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 and, and I I think you have a great point there. If you if okay. you are so if you're so invested in in the green new deal, why don't you have a green new deal solution for this? Why? Because fossil fuels work. They are they're they're more efficient, they are cheaper. And in some ways, they are actually cleaner because natural gas is pretty clean. Well, and they're also proven. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right. So do I want to use the thing? Uh, not quite sure about. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, should we like, OK, I'm all in or let me go with the thing that I know works <laughs> rather than the thing that I'm not sure works. But you are swearing up and down. This is the greatest thing next to sliced bread. Listen, I mean, a wheel is a wheel. I don't think we've improved upon the wheel all that much, and we still use it in many different places. Should we go, you know, well, we we need a different kind of a wheel now, you know? We need a wheel with spokes, and we need a wheel with ridges, and, 
You know, like the wheel was it's just a great thing to use. Sometimes uh, more complex and more technological doesn't always equal better, more proficient, uh, more helpful and more useful. And, and remember, no, and no one's saying you can't use it. No one. Sure. Look, it, 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 there have been, there, there are in some instances where it's helpful to have that as a backup. But the only issue is those kind of things, wind turbines and solar powers, power only works when the weather is perfect. You live it. You, you you live in Serengeti. You live in uh, Miami most of the year. You're great. You're golden. But if it the wind doesn't blow, if the sun's blocked, if if the solar panel is cracked in any aspect or any part of it, it's not going to work. But guess what? You know what? I have an analogy, and we're going to talk about uh, Rush Limbaugh in a little bit. But I, I listened to Rush Limbaugh's show. And he, he he gave this story about how, you know, his friend was so excited because he got an electronic car. And he said, oh, Rush, yeah, you know, it, it only took two hours to charge it. Oh, man. it was He's like, two hours? <laughs> you know what I mean? Remember, back in the day, it was 24 hours. It was like a whole day to charge the electronic car. Now it took two hours. Do you know how long it takes me to do it? <laughs> To pull my tank of gas at the gas station. About three minutes, maybe. <laughs> exactly. You know, so it's like, let's put it in perspective. Let's yeah. put it in perspective. Did you see those Teslas that are out there? The self-driving car? Is that they run, of, are they running right now? Yeah, I was thinking about getting one, but I can't afford it, so I was just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, I don't, I don't like driving, like, really long distances when I'm behind the wheel. I mean, if you're driving, I'm good with it. You know, <laughs> um, so you know, I, I just I get sleepy and it just doesn't work out for anybody. But if you know, if you have this self driving car, but I heard that there was a woman who died, uh, in one of these uh Teslas, so, and, there, and, and there was someone who got hit by one of them. Oof. The car, the car didn't, the car was going 40 miles per, per hour, but it, it remember the sensor might not work. It, it's I'm not against progress. I'm not against right. scientific innovation. But once again, if the wheel works, you know, <laughs> it's like, you know, improve on the wheel. Don't come up with a, a, a quadruple something, you know, and, and, and this is going to turn 38 miles per hour. I, I don't know. Just, let's stick with what we know. Anyway, we could talk about the political uncertainty for a while. I think everyone's panicked. Let's move on. Let's. Uh, All right. Medical uncertainty. All right. Medical uncertainty. All right. So whenever somebody seems to hear sickness and medicine and somebody... I got to cut you. I got to I got to cut you. I got to cut you. I'm what? at work. I'm at work. Jamaican. Of course you got to cut me. I, I, I'm at work. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Stop talking, stop talking facts. <laughs> I'm at work. And I, if I mention anyone's sick or I mention that I'm sick or anyone's not going to come in because they're sick, it's like, did they get a COVID test? I, I said, do you, do you know there's other... Diseases going on, right? People still have other... noses, don't they? <laughs> they you know. People, uh, does the cold still exist? The, does the common cold no. still exist? No, no. I, and it, it, there's, there's no vaccine for the common cold, right? Ain't no real vaccine for COVID nineteen either. <laughs> but I mean, for the common cold, you know, I mean, what do we have? Chicken noodle soup, you know, like Jewish penicillin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it, and, and 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 no matter what they do, it keeps it morphs and it transforms. It, it's a virus, but 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 this 
but but going back to the political uncertainty, my fear. We're not supposed to have fears, but you know, in a in a in a discussion sense, and 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 in a sense, I'm sure other believers are having uncertainty, is that the political things are using the COVID things to achieve some things. <laughs> Man, you're waxing poetic. I like it. Once in a while. So there's overlap. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's overlap going on. It's overlap. not just medical. It's not right. just medical. You can right. attack churches. You can. You can attack all the politicians. You can enact the, the 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 relief bill that was passed has so much stuff in it. it has nothing to do with COVID. Right, right. And I think President Biden said he was the one who got this thing rolling anyway. Right. Yeah. Jump had nothing to do with it. Nope, nope, <laughs> no, no, no. Operation warp speed. Well, yeah. listen. Um, are you someone who is? Um, so you're obviously not someone who freaks out every time somebody, you know, somebody's nose drips with a couple of boogers and snot is rolling. You know, you don't go, oh, yeah, the, the, like, like the COVID police don't come out, doesn't come out of you, does right? I, to me, it's a proof of your life. <laughs> right. I mean, people still get sick. I mean, just because no one's talking about uh, the flu or the common cold or, you know, whatever, you know, I mean, listen, if someone like gets hurt, they're like, oh, COVID, COVID, like everything is COVID. And a broken arm, you got COVID? <laughs> and I mean, so from what I understand, the hospitals get more money when they write down COVID. That's true. That's true. Or, okay. I, this is the real question. I know everyone's wondering about it. Are you a pro-vax or anti-vax? I'm not, I'm not planning on getting it. No, I, I'm not going to get it either. It's going to be some trouble. All right. What's your and, reason? And, and, Give me my your reason, reasoning. Well, I don't even have the, I've never even gotten the flu, the flu vaccine. Okay. okay, so or it's not a really a vaccine; it's a flu booster shot or whatever it is, right? I look. I don't want to get conspiracy theory. I know some people who are like, "Look, you get the, you get a vaccine, and there's so many side effects, even ones before that were proven." And you know, especially the flu, they're like, "Oh, that once they have this vaccine, the children are having all kinds of um, mental disorders and health disorders and things like that." I know people on that extreme. Um. I also know people who just, you know, who just don't trust the government. They don't trust this this push. And I've actually got some people send me some videos of what a what a big push it is from people like Bill Gates and other people to get this out there. Like it's a big money enterprise. Oh, sure. Um, that's starting the process. But for me personally, I, I just I just don't trust government. I I, I feel like look, if I get sick. I'm willing to take the consequences of those actions. I believe in individual freedom. I, I think that if it's if it's if if it's truly something like the measles, the mumps, or something that's going to cause widespread death, and every single person has to be inoculated in order to avoid a widespread death, you know, I'll take that risk. If it's something where 99% of people recover from, <laughs> right? And the one percent that don't recover from it are welcome to take it. I, I I don't think it's something I have to do. That's just my one thing. I, I'm I just don't feel I do not follow the herd. I, and I I also know, and I don't want to take up the, too much of the time, Phil. That there are some people who feel like it's untested, it's unproven. This is something that usually takes five years to do. But once again, I'm I'm a Trump supporter. I know he was trying to do his best to get this out as fast as possible, but we don't know what the long term side effects are. Well, that would be true. And I, there was um, 
a video circulating, and I think her name was Dr. Simone. Mm -hmm. And she said that we should more aptly call this an experimental drug yes. rather than a vaccine. Exactly. And and I listened to her, you know, her talk. Um, it's on Rumble. It's called The Stand, The Truth About the COVID-19 Vaccine Featuring Dr. Simone Gold of America's Frontline Doctors. So you can watch it for yourself and you can make whatever um, assessment that you choose to make of it. But she just made so much sense that uh, just a lot of common sense stuff. We don't know the side effects. We don't know what's going to happen. Now, I personally know somebody right now. I just got off the phone with them three hours ago that they got the vaccine and they got the booster shot or the second shot and they got, they they got pretty sick. Um, Another colleague of mine said that he knew someone who knew someone who got it. And then four hours later they died. Wow. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, could that happen just with anybody? Could that be random? I I guess, but you know, like, this like this is not encouraging me at all to go and you know get the needle in the arm i mean i got the flu one time my entire life um i i think i got the flu vaccine one time but i'm not i don't get it every oh no no you didn't do it yeah one i think i got it like one year and i think (laughs) that i think that was that the year i actually got the flu maybe (laughs) (laughs) remember it's Three strains out of like a hundred strains. I know, I know, and it's, I mean it's pointless. I I agree. And if, so, if, if, look, look, once again, I'm, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. If you're at risk, if the doctor tells you that you have some kind of underlying precondition that a flu is going to kill you, I'm not stopping you from doing it. But if you're a healthy, normal person who's had the flu in the past, where the the likelihood of a flu is going to kill you. I think you are an adult. You're an adult enough to make that decision yourself. Now, Trump is what seventy four years old. I believe so. Yes, he's seventy four. Okay, seventy four years old, and he got COVID, right? That's right. And how how long did it last for him? Uh, like a week or so. Maybe about a week. I mean, he yeah. was back on the campaign trail. Seventy four years old. Now, somebody said, well, he's got the best doctors and the best access to medication and stuff like that. But I believe he took one of those things, um, hydroxychloroquine. Am I saying that right? Yeah, and he took it for, for a long time, and they all laughed at him <laughs> as a preventative measure. <laughs> they all laughed something, at him. Something, that, something that's been around for 70-plus years that has been tried over in multiple countries. They use it in Africa they, all the time. They carry like, it around like, like tic It's like tic-tac. And And it's been prescribed as a not not after you're sick they tell them take it every day right and and they're like no it's great and there was a doctor i forgot her name who said she prescribed to all of our patients they're all fine the one person that died who took it took it too late Hmm. took it too late it was just too late you have to do it early but 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 once again, 99% of people recover. And I, and I know people who've died. I have people who, you know, who's died. My, my friend's uncle just died. I'm not saying it's not serious. I'm not saying it's, but it is also, and, and, and I don't want to sound callous once again, people, more people die from car accidents. More people die from drug overdose. More people die from heart failure. More. There, there is a, there, and, and I know we probably do this in every single podcast, but there is an issue that occurred in the garden. Mm, right to the garden baby yeah and that issue has caused this thing called death 
which is the which is which is the wages of sin. And I'm not saying only sinners, only really bad sinners die from death. Every single human being that's born dies at least once until Christ returns. And so 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10. And so guess what? This is uncertainty, but this is the wages of sin. This is why we cry out and the Bible talks about in Romans, we're yearning and we're groaning for Christ to return, right? Even the unbelievers are groaning and and moaning because there's something wrong. Now, as a believer, it's a, I expect it. It, it, it. It's not a good thing, but it's an expectation that we all have. And the minute we accept that it's going to happen, then we make decisions. Do I want to take the vaccine? Don't I want to take the vaccine? Do I, you know, do I, am I going to risk COVID or I'm not going to risk COVID? And I think that's an individual choice. Maybe that's an American thing to say, but I believe in individual freedom. And another, you know, his would be kind of another overlap with like Governor Cuomo. They fudged the numbers and how many elderly died. It was actually over 12,000. Orange um, man bad. <laughs> well, this Trump one, was, yeah, this, I mean, this one was straight up on, on uh, Cuomo's watch of, of New York and um, no no he said he said he said it happened he hit the numbers because trump was tweeting about him and he was afraid that trump would see it <laughs> well trump provided um that huge like hospital ship and then we also had the jacob javits center and they were greatly not utilized at all but you could have separated tons of people uh using those two facilities but instead you sent everybody back into the nursing homes which were not equipped to help people and then it spread and people died 12,000 and he wrote a book on leadership and he's getting like an Emmy award and it's like are you serious but you know that seems to be okay um people died and your leadership um or lack thereof was instrumental in the deaths of thousands and thousands of elderly people. But I think it's indicative of our times. We seem to throw away two groups of people. One would be children through abortion and the other would be the elderly. Yeah. Very sad. But um, Rush Limbaugh, he died. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, the wages of sin and not to say him particularly did anything sinful that required his death, but we are all under this, this 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 curse that's yeah. upon us that we need Christ to 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 get us out. Yes, yeah, this is a Christian podcast, and, we, and we're going to say it. that's the reason. Now, I, look, I personally am a little biased because since I was twelve, I don't know when I first listened to him, but you know, you know, and I didn't know I didn't know all the negative connotations that were apl- applicable to him at the time because I was in school. You know, I, I I think I had to take off school for it was during the summer and. I was the radio and I heard him and, and, and I think that, you know, I, I'm going to bring up a part that he's just one. Of, it was he was just amazing the way that he um, spoke about individual freedom, the way that he loved America, the way that he was he was able to kind of take what was happening around everywhere and just make it make sense to someone who was from a conservative side. Um, so I, I think, you know, as a secular person, he was a great man. Many people may not know this, but he was not necessarily the way we were Christians, but he was definitely a, a, a Christian in his own way. I remember one of my one of the memories I had was like three years ago. He was on there and he was talking about the gospel. And he said the gospel plainly and clearly. He has like 40 million listeners. 
And he said it. And I was like, I was so amazed. I think I sent it to you and um, um, Dan at the church because it was amazing. So a lot of his principles and values were from the Judeo-Christian. It was a Christian values. He had a phrase that he said was, talent on loan from God, which people misconstrued. But he, what he was trying to say was anything that he did that was successful or well or good, God did that. He, he, it wasn't of himself. It was on loan from God in the sense that if this podcast does well, it's not because Glenn and Phil are successful, not because we have a, lot, a large audience, but because God has gifted us to be able to speak, that the topics resonated, that the Bible was used correctly, and that people were helped or, or, or hindered in that process. What do you but, mean we don't have a large audience? The tens and tens of people? Come on now. No, 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 no. No, I, I, I didn't... <laughs> I did not comment on, on on how large it was. I'm just saying okay. regardless of the size. Now, why are we bringing this up? Once again, this is a medical issue. Not COVID. Didn't die from COVID, but he had lung cancer. He he had um, uh, deafness, you know? And, and I think for some people who were really thought he was a, a great man, a person who was, was very influential, this can cause uncertainty when someone like that dies. I think there was a a female, a black female actress that died. It was a very prominent person in the acting community. I'm, the name escapes me at the moment. But death is this prevalent thing. It's, a, it's death from COVID, death from the vaccine, prominent people dying. And this guy has been around for 70 years. But guess what? All our, na- our days are numbered. It could be 70, it could be 100. True. Well, I don't I don't really know much about Rush. I, I don't really know that I ever listened to him. So anything that I learned about him, I guess I'll have to learn from you. Um, I don't know if he was a believer or not. You're saying you believe he is. I I, I don't I don't know uh, either which way. But I believe he said he was. You believe he said he was. Okay. Well, <laughs> all you got to do is say it these days, right? <laughs> but anyway, uh, you know, God surely knows um, if he was born again or not, and uh, we don't. But. Um, there is someone right now who uh, most likely our listening audience uh, is familiar with this guy. And no doubt you've gotten an email or a text or a tweet or something about Vodi Bakum, who um, is in Africa. Well, now he's in Florida, had a difficult time making it in, but has a heart condition. And he said he's really learning a lot about humility from what I understand through this. Um, it was very difficult for him to get from one place to the other. And then, you know, now he's in Florida and he had to be rushed to hospital. Um, so he said he's trying not to die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, I mean, I definitely have a fond affection, uh, toward this brother. Um, learned a whole lot from him, learned a lot about ap- apologetics from him. Um, got that, that voice, man, you know, I've been if- trying to replicate it all a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, not working. Yeah, it's not working. No, you don't got it like that, you know. <laughs> no, no, no. He's also like six foot three and like two hundred fifty pounds. So you know. Yeah, I mean, he probably <laughs> ate his parents when he was younger, you know. <laughs> but um, you know, I, I just, you know, I really, I, I've met him. I've spoken to him more than once, um, and have just learned just such a great deal from him, um about the Lord, about the scriptures, about culture. I mean, you want to listen to someone who's got a good tenor on the culture, who's got like, what are they? The ear to the wind is, I don't know if that's the phrase or finger. I think to the ear wind. to the ground is what they Ear to the ground. Yeah. The ear is somewhere and the finger is up there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, I mean, he really just, I think out of all the people that I know that I listen to, he's got to be for me personally, like one of the top notch people. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in speaking using what he refers to as cultural apologetics. I think mm. he's just got such a real good and clear look on the culture through a biblical lens. I'm just in awe. And, uh, and he just takes the Bible and takes the culture and he just says, look, you know, da, 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 da. And he just, he just really pieces the puzzle together just very well. And he paints such a clear picture, um, you know, depend, you know, on whatever the issue is, it could be social justice. It could be LGBTQ, transgender, um, politics, uh, so on and so forth. Relationships. Relationships. Yeah. I mean, he's like one-stop shopping. <laughs> now, now, and I got to give him a, a plug too. If you have not, read studied or heard revelations until you heard his series on revelation especially revelation chapter one it's it's so i I don't care what your post mill post trib trib pre-trib whatever whatever you want to do yeah if you listen to it and it's so clear that you you gotta you gotta give him that one (laughs) okay you heard of the pan mill view right uh, the, I, I, you're gonna tell me about it. I hope. Yeah. Well, you got a mill. You got pre. You you got you got post mill, and uh, then pan mill is it all pan out in the end? <laughs> no, 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 I'm not with that. <laughs> not with that one. If, if it ain't if it ain't a mill, it's a bill. <laughs> right? But um, yeah. So anyway, we're we're praying for uh, Vody Bakum. Yes. <clears throat> There's all kind of places he apparently needs funds. Does not have either any medical or very poor medical insurance. Well, he was in Africa, so that makes sense. He was like, why would you keep medical if you're not going to be in the country? Well, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make well, sense. Well, this is why. <laughs> now, now we know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah. So uh, pray for, for Vody Bakum and pray well, for his family. Before we even before we even go, so what... Yes, I'm sorry. Pray for, for his family. Pray for Vody Bakum. It's uncertain. You know, you're... Many people, many of you listening might be going through a medical issue right now, you know, could be life-threatening, could just be nagging, could be painful, you know, it's uncertain, life is uncertain, it's, you know, everything just seems to be a flutter, you know, nothing seems stable, you know, Um, we're going to try to hopefully get some answers for those things, but there is it's a tough time, it's a tough time. I got a text health update. Let me just read this real quick. Sent from our, our Puerto Rican deacon, Jose. It says the Lord saw fit to open a door at the Mayo clinic in Jacksonville, Florida. But before I can get to my appointment, things took a turn for the worse. I ended up in the ER and was subsequently admitted. Someday I'll tell the whole story of how the Lord shepherded us here. But for now, I'll just say we are grateful to be where we are up to this point. We have been playing defense, i.e. don't die. Now we're going to play offense, find the problem and fix it. Thanks for praying and for your words of encouragement. The journey is a long way from over, but we are grateful for every step. Blessed be the Lord and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, Ephesians 1, 3. So, we're pulling for you, Vody. Yeah, we are. We are. We're praying. But if you want to give, I think they're in great need. But I mean, it just goes to show you, no matter how great of a preacher that he is, um, you know, we're all going to die one day. We're all going to die one day. And um, the most important thing about him is not his sermons, but about the God that he serves, that he preaches about in his sermons. So let's uh, let's switch gears to this next category, economic uncertainty. Let's not spend too much time on it because... <laughs> <laughs> this one, this one's tough. This one, this one hits hard, hard to home, right? You know, okay. 
Once again, President Trump is gone. Former president. We have a new president. How is he going to deal with taxes? Raise them. You know, how 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 is he gonna how is he gonna deal with how is the economy gonna fare? You know, what how are we gonna once again it's all intertwined. How is the COVID issue? Are we gonna open schools? Are we gonna return back? I mean, you know, some of you are unemployed, haven't been to work for six, seven months, um, underemployed, just had to get a job just temporarily because that's you know, the job that you had was closed down, the shop was closed down. Yep. A lot of uncertainty. And, you know, with the President Trump, you kind of knew the economy was going to boom. Now, not to say it won't, we're praying. We support President Biden. We we we, we are commanded to do so um, by the Bible. But economy is not his strong suit. And so, you know, it's 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 uncertain. It's it's a little yeah. it's a little tenuous. In a, a year from now, we might laugh at this and say, hey, it all worked out. But right now, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Matter of fact, when they were trying to pass the COVID bill, they wanted to give like $600. And then they had stuff in there about the Dalai Lama's reincarnation. Got to take care of reincarnation. <laughs> yeah. And about, you know, I think like transgender sex changes. in And, and they gave money to five countries. I mean, like, 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 how's that helping? Right. We know people. We know people that are in church. How is that helping? You know, this person over here who doesn't have a job right now, maybe they were, they were in the restaurant business or, you know, they were in some kind of field or some kind of business that was shut down because, you know, they're not essential because, you know, people, people don't need to eat. Right. Um, you know, marijuana dispensaries were open. Drugstores are open. Um, you know, as far as uh, a street street uh, drug stores, I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, liquor stores were open. Planned Parenthood is booming for business. But I mean, restaurants are shut down. Um, even though many it's politicians still went still shut it. down, I think. Well, no, I think they partially opened it. At in least New York in New York City, yeah. I think yeah. maybe like a twenty five percent deal. But um, yeah, so you know, they want to apparently cancel school debts and and all of this stuff. But everything takes money, right? And mm. it takes money, takes money, but the money has to be taken from some place you you ever heard about the united states credit card <laughs> well i got this um I, apparently this is a very famous quote mark are you familiar with margaret thatcher don't like her the iron lady oh i like her <laughs> I, I thought you were talking about um planned parenthood oh i love margaret thatcher she's, oh, she's good she's good no that was margaret sanger yes yeah, uh, you got me you got not, me a little confused there not to be confused with margaret thatcher, thatcher was, a, was a great lady and so she said concerning uh, socialism, right, where the your government forces you, you're coerced to give, to give. You know, you have to you have to give to Planned Parenthood. You have to give to this thing or that thing. Um, so here's what she said. The problem with socialism is that eventually you run out of other people's money. <laughs> That's true. Wise words, wise words, you know. And I think the Bible is, ver- sorry to cut you, sir. The Bible is very clear that, and I think there's a misconception that it's very clear that we are supposed to give from the goodness of our hearts. Yes. Not because it's a it's a government mandate. Yes. And, and real quick, because we're running out of time, there's studies been done that Democrats support giving or or giving through the government 
But Republicans who are against that usually give the most privately. Yeah. Well, I believe it's like I believe it was Franklin Graham came in and provided all of this COVID relief. And then um, I, I don't know. I think it was probably Cuomo. I don't know if it was de Blasio, but one of the O's <laughs> hard to tell them apart, maybe Cheerio, <laughs> but uh, I mean, they taxed them. They were coming in. They paid doctors yeah. and nurses after their hours to work and they paid them out of their own bankroll and they taxed them for it. Yep. Unbelievable. Like, why would you do that? They're coming in and they're being kind and generous and they're costing you no money whatsoever they're paying your doctors they're not even making them just volunteer they're paying them that's the government government's job <laughs> but i'm here to tell you and i mean they did a better job in my estimation than the government normally does because the private sector normally does a better job than the public sector there's more creativity you know it's it's not like a um a cookie cutter approach of things there's more thought there's more uh ingenuity there's more creativity uh, there's usually better planning and usually come out with the best stuff, uh, you know, in in the private individual rather than, you know, I mean, come on. Somebody shows up to uh, to your door. They knock on the door. I'm from the government. I'm here to help. Like, do you trust that normally? I locked the top lock. <laughs> you locked the top lock. I'm yeah. glad I got the key. <laughs> I'm not going to tell big brother. Don't worry. No, I, good, good. I got nervous. I got to, you know, matter of fact, my bell don't work. when they do the halloween trick-or-treat stuff it's a lost cause because my 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 bell do not work now guess what okay and economics was was a problem during jesus day right yeah they were they were you know they they didn't do right by the widows they were doing some president biden taxes over (laughs) exactly matter of fact matthew was one of jesus disciples you know and they hated him because these he was a tax collector. Yeah. And so they would they they would overcharge and then skim off the top. Yeah. That's and how then, they made their money. Yeah. And then and then Jesus turned around and he made him one of his disciples. And he and he wrote the book of yeah. Matthew. I mean, this is incredible. AKA Levi. But um, you know, and they went to Jesus. Who who do we give our money to? Well, give to Caesar what is Caesar, give to God's what is God's. And he paid his tax and he paid for Peter's tax. Um, that wasn't reparations, by the way, right? <laughs> so wars and rumors of wars. So once again, you have a new president, you know, c- c- whose plan is to be conciliatory, who's going to try to work with the international community, and he's going to be a part of the League of Nations. He's going to lead by example. Hey, praying that that works. Once again, we support the president. We are commanded to do so. We're going to pray for him. We wish him well, his family. We want him to be successful in the ways that he's going to positively help us. I don't know what North Korea is going to do. I don't know what's going to happen with Iran. I'm not sure what China is going to do. They're not going to stand down. That's for sure. How is this going to affect us in a in a in a war front? It's uncertain. I don't want to make any recommendations. I'm just saying, hey, I can understand people being uncertain about those things. I want to make a recommendation. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good and you will receive his approval for he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid for he does not bear the sword in vain. And so I think that many people forget that we're supposed to punish evildoers 
and reward those and protect those that are doing well. But things seem to get flipped um, in our culture. We seem to reward those that are doing wickedness and punishing those that are doing just. Every day. Every day. I mean, again, to um, to spiral this back, you know, we many people said what happened at the Capitol was wicked and evil and they were thugs and a mob of thugs. But what happened for four to seven months in our streets, in our protests. cities, protests, mostly peaceful with burning buildings and cars in the background and Molotov yep. cocktails. Um, that was that was OK. And so we see the unjust weights, the double standards that are taking place here. And, um, you know, that doesn't fare well. And we thank God that, you know, the Lord is ultimately in charge. So in the end, no one's getting away with anything. It's all going to come out in the wash, as it were. And God is the one uh, who's running the cycle. <laughs> thank God. Yeah, yeah. Now, let's see. Now, post-Christian philosophy, right? Or, or post-Christian philosophy of culture. Okay. Let's, so let's, let's finish it off here. So this would be the aspect that um, many people in society and culture don't tend to adhere to or have as a standard kind of the Christian Judeo values anymore. It's whatever you feel, what's it, whatever you self-identify as, whatever way the wind is blowing that day, sometimes whatever the majority says, and you know what? There's always holes in it. The, the goalpost is ever moving. So Tom Brady, he won, what, 10 Super Bowls now? Like every team he goes uh, to, they win? 20, 25, I don't know. <laughs> right? I mean. The, the, now the, the Giants stopped him twice. That's all I needed. <laughs> so, I mean, just imagine every time he throws a touchdown pass, if they move the goalpost, you know, or they change the rules, they change the game. Um, one team has one set of rules. The other team has another set of rules. I think we used that example in, in our previous podcast, but in all reality, that is what's happening, um, in our culture. There's different sets of rules, different strokes for different folks, mm -hmm. but you know, I mean, who's ever going over the speed limit is over speed limit period. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, you're liable. It doesn't matter if you are, you know, if you have these plates or, you know, whatever. You, I mean, you you could be, you're guilty. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, you know, really a, a major problem. But I think the post-Christian philosophy of, of culture is relativism. Mm -hmm. Everything is relative to the person who's making the statements. It's not what is true. It's what is true to you and i believe you said another time some people say truth there is no truth right you can't handle the truth <laughs> you can't no i can't i can't yeah. um and so but there is truth and god's word is true and god is true and the bible says let god be true and every man a liar so what makes more sense that men would lie or that god would lie or that god can be wrong in any way shape or form, but men think that they know better than God. And Psalm 115 verse three says, our Lord is in the heavens. He does all that he pleases. Some trust in horses and chariots, but we will trust in the name of the Lord, our God. And so what do we do now? Like Glenn, what would be your advice to someone listening 
who says, yeah, you know, I, I agree. You know, most people don't hold to a Christian Judeo value system. So like, um, I think it was, uh, oh, I can't think of his name now. Um, how are we now to live? Who was that author who, uh, wrote that? I'm not sure. Um, you know, I, I would say don't trust in horses. Don't trust in chariots. Don't trust in Teslas. Don't trust in wind turbines and and think trust in the Lord. I think the political uncertainty, the medical uncertainty, the economic uncertainty, international uncertainty, and this post-Christian philosophy culture. Don't trust in that. Don't. I mean, don't worry. The Bible literally says. I think it says, don't worry. You know, you know, you can't make uh, uh, your skin change color. You know, you can't. You can't get taller. You you know I know I tried brother I tried oh, I saw you I with those tried. boots I saw you with the boots <laughs> you know when there wasn't even any snow I saw you with the boots and you know and I those think high that, tops and that's and that's the thing so the post Christian philosophy culture is what's making us so uncertain because there's nothing there's nothing for us to hold on to so I would say grab that book you have in your hand I told you that we told you to have before when we started and start reading it start trusting in it. I mean, if God exists, we know he does. If he is sovereign, if his word is true, what 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 then can what can drag us from his hand? Vodi is in a dire situation. Vodi, we our prayers go out to him. But you know Vodi at the end of the day is not as worried as someone else who doesn't have the security of knowing where his eternal de- uh destination is going to be. We Christians have survived under Nero. We've survived under Nazism. We've survived on. We're going to survive. People in China right now are surviving on a worse, on on horrible conditions. People in in the Middle East are surviving or surviving under horrible conditions. It's going to be okay because our God, our King, is beyond and above all these things, right? So, Psalms two, He's laughing in derision because it, it's a momentary vapor. Yeah, yeah. I I just remembered it was Francis Schaeffer who oh who, Schaefer, yeah, yeah, who wrote how how should we then live? And maybe we'll do a podcast on that because I think he comes up with a lot of great points in looking through history. Um, but that's really the question through all of these uncertainties. We have all these uncertainties. How then shall we live? And here's how we should live: we should live unto the glory of God knowing that Christ could come back at any moment. And at the same time, he may not come back for a thousand years. I have no idea, but we should live unto the glory of God, not for self, not for the kingdom of this world, but for the kingdom of God. We know the account, and maybe we'll close with this in Luke chapter 12. There was a man who had all this stuff and he said, what am I going to do with all this stuff? And he said, I'll pull down my barns and I'll build bigger barns. And so he did so. And then eventually the Lord said to him, you fool, tonight your soul is required of you. And the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So it is with the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. With all these uncertainties, you want to be one that is rich toward God. Now, let me ask you, is that the tenor? Is that the reality of your life? Are you rich toward God? Forget who you like for president, right? Forget what's happening in the economy right now for a moment. You're going to die. We're all going to die. Are you rich toward God? 
because you live in a world of uncertainty. But the certainty is that you're going to die. That is certain. When, how, I don't know. But God does know. And it's on his calendar. Are you ready to stand before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Now, you can't earn your salvation. But all you can do is throw yourself before the judge and say, Lord Jesus, save me from my sin. Repent of your sin and put your trust in him. I mean, what else can you do? This is certain. He will save all those that come to him and call upon his name for repentance. He will in no wise cast out. He did it for the thief on the cross at the moments of his life. He called Lazarus back from the dead, even after he was dead. If you're dead in your sins and transgressions, call upon Christ and do it today. Today is the day of salvation. Well, we certainly covered some serious ground today. Thank you for listening. We continue on with our podcast uh, coming up. We have some exciting new ones this year. We're lining up a list of guest speakers, some of which you know and have heard of, and some which will be some new voices this year, but we're greatly looking forward to it. If you have not checked out, we have the Soul Fishing Shop online at soulfishingministries.org. And please go on. All your support will go to the ministry and it will not be spent in vain. Well, thank you for taking this time to stop and think about it.